2: as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode 1083. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris coming at you. And we've got uh, two of our finest FDH Lounge dignitaries with us here today. Couple fellows that we often talk to together. You can, of course, catch them on the uh, on the podcast that they regularly do, the Callous Remarks podcast. I speak of my good friends Steve Callis and Joe Stazak and of course, uh, Joe. You can catch him on uh, ninety-seven point five, the Fanatic in Philadelphia, uh, the finest, I believe, uh, market-oriented talk show in the country, and uh, it is uh, a, a fine, fine piece of. Radio right there, and uh, whether he's doing old media, new media, or anything in between, always a pleasure to have him, as is always the case uh, with the counselor, uh, Steve Callis, who it is a pleasure to have on. And again, whether he's on SNY in New York or WFAN or wherever he is at, uh, chiming in on the things that he knows best. Uh, Steve, uh, a pleasure to have you back on, my man. Great to have you here to talk NFL playoffs today.
1: Yeah, it's great to be on with both of you guys. My two favorite guys to do sports in the whole country.
0: Appreciate that a lot. And, uh, Joe, uh, again, you are uh, a favorite of mine as well. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you uh, so much for uh, making time. Good to have you back on, Joe. Uh,
2: Thanks, Rick. Good talking to you, Steve, as well. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it, my man.
0: Well, it is a very exciting weekend coming up, and I gotta say, uh, to to my mind, I'm going to predict that they are probably going to do the best ratings they have done for a wild card weekend probably in many years, because most games, uh, wild card weekend, most times I should say, you look at it and there's at least one or two potential stinkers on the board, one or two potential uh, outcomes that look to be uh, fairly obvious, but uh, this time around, I honestly feel like you could make a pretty decent case for any of the eight teams to advance. That is pretty rare, and that's the kind of thing that can drive the ratings, and I think it's going to uh, in this instance. Uh, let's start on the AFC side of the bracket, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll start with you, Steve, in terms of looking at this here. You, you've got uh, the AFC South. That is the traditional time slot it seems to me for the AFC South or the AFC West they are always late Saturday afternoon in this time slot they get no respect and uh, ratings wise I suppose they don't deserve it but uh, anytime it's them or it's a Kansas City or whoever you know it's going to be on the Saturday 430 ratings death spot but uh, Houston and Indianapolis This is one where, uh, to my mind, uh, Houston's offensive line issues, I think, are probably likely to catch up with them here. You could make a good case for either team, but I lean towards Indy uh, because of that. And then uh, the game on Sunday, you look at it and uh, you might think to yourself, and this is the case I could make for the Chargers, is to say, that uh, they've seen Baltimore's gimmick offense recently and I think we would all agree it's just a matter of time before this thing gets exposed it may not necessarily be this weekend Uh, the Chargers are an excellent team they're going to have to go on the road but they've been an excellent road team they get to see the gimmick offense twice in a very short span that may be helpful to them but I lean towards Baltimore in this one so big picture as you're looking at these uh, two games here Steve what are some of the things jump out at you
1: Well, a few things jump out at me. I, uh, have been very unimpressed with the Houston Texans. I actually picked them on the show with Joe a few weeks ago against the Jets, and although they won in cover, to me, they were very poor. They then lost to, to the Eagles in a game that they both had to win. Although Houston is the three, if you ask me to rank Houston three, Baltimore four, Chargers five, Indy six, um. I would rank Houston sixth. I would leave them at the bottom.
2: So um,
1: from a Patriots perspective, and I'll get their big picture because I told my son, the wayward Patriots fan, that uh, he should send something to Joe Stazak or all the Philly fans because if the Eagles... Don't beat the Texans. New England has a bye and does not have a bye, and they've never gone to the Super Bowl without a bye in the Brady Belichick era. So I've been unimpressed with Houston. Uh, I'm almost hoping they win because then they have to play the Patriots, and I think the Patriots will beat the Texans in New England. But as for these two games, I agree with you. On Indianapolis. I've watched them play a few times in the last five weeks. They're a different team, obviously, than the beginning of the year, as is Houston. Uh, but again, to me, Houston has been unimpressive the last few weeks. Uh, Indy has been very impressive the last few weeks. The other game is interesting, but I have to say, um, Baltimore handled the Chargers out west and held Rivers, I think it was, to 188 yards passing. That's unbelievable. I think their defense just gets after it better than just about anyone. And I'll say it again. I'd much rather play Houston than play Baltimore or the Chargers, or Indy for that matter, The next week when it's the Chiefs and the Patriots. So um, I like Indy in the game. I'm picking Baltimore because they're at home, and I thought they manhandled the Chargers. It wasn't just about, to me, gimmicks. Uh, their defense, the defensive line overpowered the Chargers' O-line. And I don't know how you're going to get bigger or stronger in two weeks. I understand what you're saying, Rick. That you know now they've seen a lot of this stuff because Baltimore really had to win that game. Um, but I like uh, on those matchups. I like Baltimore and Indy to advance. Although I agree wholeheartedly with you, um, you can make a case for all eight of these teams in the wild card weekend. And if I had my druthers, which I don't, I would probably have picked four under uh, four. Road teams, uh, but I'm certainly taking the Ravens at home again because they manhandled the charges just a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think there's enough correction of the gimmick gimmickry uh, to really fix them in two weeks because Baltimore defensive line power.
0: That's right, yeah, and uh, again, if Baltimore's uh, de- defense plays good enough, which they might. Uh, That will kind of negate a little bit uh, what what the offense has to do and whether they get solved or not. So, uh, Joe, as you're looking at the first weekend on the AFC side, uh, what are some of the thoughts that jump to your head? Well, I like what the Colts have done. They started off 1-5 and and then went on the ridiculous
2: run. Andrew Luck, probably the comeback player of the year and a number of in this year. I agree with Steve. Uh, Despite winning, I think, 10 of the last 13 games, they're not impressive. Uh had the Texans, uh, sixty two times was uh Deshaun Watson sacked this year most by far. Most nineteen uh two thousand six for John Kittner was sacked sixty three times. It's just ridiculous number. Uh, uh big comeback against the Eagles that fell short. They give up some points, too many points for my liking. I picked him to get the Super Bowl, so I'm going to stick this one, even though I like the Colts this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with him because that was my pick beforehand. And, uh, you know, this season series won a piece. The Colts have just given up 18 packs to protect Andrew Luck like nobody's business. And like I said, he was doing two in passing this year. I uh, like what the Colts have done. I like Frank Wright, what he's done, especially since that one and four start and that 1-5 uh, start, and that uh, the Texans did around week before when the uh, Colts went for it, you know, overtime didn't make it, and then Texans went down to the field goal, and then they went on a ridiculous run. I like what Bill O'Brien's done, but uh, they have not looked that impressive the last couple weeks, and the Colts have. So take that for what it was. I'm still going to Texans just because I they go all the way, or at least to the Super Bowl, so I'll stick with them, although I really like what the Colts have done. And if I had to play the game... I play the Colts. On the other side, Tigers and Ravens, Baltimore is very healthy. Every player was a full participant in uh, the last practice they had. Melvin Gordon uh, returned last week. Lamar Jackson, 6-1 in the last seven games. They played a small control game. They've averaged over 20 yards per game, running the ball in the last seven. Charging um, the top ten against the run, though, something's got to give there. They only give up 105 yards per game. Uh, they have to be very disciplined with Lamar Jackson. Uh, the man can run the ball over 400 yards rushing this year, and uh, I think for, uh, four runs of over 20 yards, He's uh, he can be dangerous, especially if you're playing that man under defense, uh, cover defense, and, uh, you know, so I like what the Chargers did, they, they manhandled the Chargers, I'm sorry, the Ravens uh, manhandled the Chargers on the road, 22-10, to 10. Uh, Phil Rivers just fucking won two interceptions in that game, I Still, what the Chargers have done this year, I think they're a very dangerous team. Saw them beat the Chiefs earlier. They've only given the ball away 12 times in the last 14 games. They protect the ball as well, except Rivers has thrown uh, three touchdowns and two fumbles in the last two games. So uh, he's coming apart a little bit down the stretch. does not play well in the postseason. I know people call for him to go to the Hall of Fame, but uh, he doesn't like really him up big in the postseason. But I do like the Chargers here. I like the Chargers over the Ravens, and I'll pick Texans over the Colts.
0: Well, all I can say in terms of it being the, uh, the, the, the Chargers winning this game is uh, from a lifelong Clevelander, from your lips to God's ears. I certainly hope you're right about that, and uh, that would be uh, just <laughs> absolutely wonderful uh, for me to see personally, as I had an editorial comment to this. Uh, going to the NFC side, uh, I'll stay with you uh, here, Joe, on on this. And uh, again, this is one where th- this weekend you you could really make a case again for either of the road teams as well. Uh, and that's where again this this is this is the first wild card weekend I can remember where you could make this good of a case for any of the eight teams coming out of this weekend. And uh, you know you you look at uh, the Saturday night game. Seattle at Dallas. My sense going into this one is, again, there's been tremendous turnover on Seattle since the Legion of Boom championship teams, but still a couple of the key guys in there, Russell Wilson among them, Doug Baldwin, a few others. Uh, Again, Seattle is a team that knows how to win big games. For the Cowboys, that's still the rub, so I lean towards Seattle on the road to get it done. And uh, in in the other game there, you could really make a case either way. You got the defending champs coming into uh, uh, Soldier Field, which I know you got to be geeked about, Joe. Uh, an interesting thing that jumps out at me for this game is you got uh, the Fdh Strength of Schedule Index uh, from our final power rankings. Looking at the uh, strength of schedule on our index, Philly comes out 13th in the league, the best of any of the playoff teams. Chicago, 32nd, dead last in the league in strength of schedule. And this is the kind of thing a lot of times I look at, and sometimes it can be determinative. There there was that Eagles and Saints game a couple of years ago when Chip Kelly was uh, coaching the Eagles at the time. And I picked the Saints because uh, it was the same thing there, that uh, the Saints had a much stronger strength of schedule. Phillies was much weaker that year. This year, the shoe's on the other foot. It's Philly with a stronger strength of schedule. I'm tempted, again, they've been a hot team with foals in there now, in the end, I just can't pull the trigger on it, as awesome as the Bears have been, the Bears are going to be at home, I have a slight lean towards the Bears, but this might be the toughest call of the entire weekend for me, how do you see the NFC first round games going, Joe? Well,
2: we'll start with the Eagles, Rick, um, and you know what, to be honest, you, I like both dogs. Um, to cover the number and possibly win the game like Seattle and Dallas game. I like the Eagles and the Bears game just a little bit. You know, this ball got the magic going again. I know he's playing with sore ribs. but three huge wins in a row, starting with the Rams in L.A., then the Texans after they've won 9 of 10 games or 10 of 11. Just uh, a comeback win there, even after it took a shot by Jadavian Clowney and uh, left the game for a play. 471 yards against the Texans. Uh, They're a little banged up the receiver position. Allen Robinson with the ribs, Anthony Miller with the shoulder injury. But, uh, you know, uh, I do not uh, fear their passing game. Having said that, he was the last against the best in the league, although they helped Josh Johnson, the 9-point the other day. Um, They're the first teams in 2006 with 50 sacks and 25 interceptions. They have four defensive backs. With 19 picks total. Khalil Mack, Jackson, Hicks, both pro caliber uh, defensive players, and along with Khalil Mack, who's an all world defensive player. Uh, six defensive touchdowns this year, and they have a guy named Khalil Cullen, their version of Darren Spoles, and And the explosive. 1169 yards from scrimmage, 71 receptions, nine pieces this year imagine if Squirrels played a full season because he's been dying might as well since he's been back. You know, I like Nick Foles in big games under pressure. Never nervous Nicky, usually comes through in the clutch. Uh, I don't like Mitch Trubisky all that much, although he's had a good year 12 and 2, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. Uh, playing in his first game, so to Howard, first playoff game, Kareem Cullen. Um, Jackson, Rick Smith has been awesome. This year position, maybe even better than Kyle uh, so I mean the defense is gonna to be tough. The offense I do not believe in if you watch the Vikings game, you would shut to play against that defense. It just shut Kirk Cousins down. You know, I'm not sure whether that's a, a more Kirk Cousins there or the Bears defense for day. They, they were sharp, they didn't give up much and their offense did enough to win that game. Number one in points elastic, seventeen points per game, total defensive number three in the league they number one against the Rush, which sort a weak spot. But Josh Adams went to forward down. It's both Getting pieces together a lead game of sorts and getting it done. But uh, again, against the Bears, it's going kind to of be tough. And you know, Doug Peterson gets away from the run uh, very quickly if it's not working. But uh, having said all that, I, I like what the Eagles have done. shine Jeffrey and Nick Paul that connection. He's been a stable receiver. Zach Hurts is having an all world year. Uh, again, I like to play quarterbacks in these games, and I like good balls over Mitch I like the Eagles in an upset in Chicago. On the other game, uh, you have Seattle, you have Dallas. Both quarterbacks like to win ugly. They have pressure back, Michael Wilson. The offensive line be up a little bit for Seattle. J.R. Sweetie out with a foot spring. DJ uh he was out week 17. Both dominant in the run game. Seattle, number one in the league uh, with Chris Carson, 100. Yards on the ground Zeke Elliott the league's leading rusher on the Dallas side they have Amari Cooper now they have Debra in the triplets again Zach Prescott Zeke Elliott Amari Cooper they've been quite uh, quite an offense except in the Colts game since Amari Cooper has arrived he had a couple big games against the Eagles and against Washington on uh, Thanksgiving like I said both quarterbacks like to ugly Russell Wilson even too, uh for more touchdowns than he did last year and he led the league last year with 34 he's 35 this year um Dallas has uh, the two, Mike and Kyle Vandress and Jalen Smith. They've only won two playoff games since 1997, 1995, since they won their last Super Bowl. And uh, I don't vote that I lost in the Dallas Cowboys in the postseason. I really don't. They were 13 and 3 a couple years ago lost to the Pack in the opening game. I just don't believe in them. And I like what the Seahawks have been doing. Dak Prescott will play in his second playoff game. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl and almost won a special one. Uh, I just like what they've done this year. I like their turnaround after they lose the first couple games. Uh, the turnover ratio has been um, tremendous for the Seahawks in the uh, last 14 games. A six giveaway, fewest in the league They protect the football. And I like them, I like Seattle, and I like both
0: dogs on the road this weekend, Rick. All right, so, yeah, so we agree on the uh, the Seattle game anyways. And uh, I will say this as I, as I pivot to you, uh, Steve, to get your thoughts, that when, when you're looking at the game uh, this weekend, uh, the one late Sunday afternoon, uh, if nothing else than for the sake of nostalgia, we need to have a nice, thick, soupy fog rolling over Soldier Field for this one. I think we would all agree on that. <laughs> How about that? How about that? I was just I was just showing that to my uh, nephew uh, over the holidays on YouTube, and uh, you know, hearing uh, Vern Lundquist passive aggressively in tone about if the NFL would allow us to have sideline reporters, we could have a sense of what's happening here. Oh, how times have changed! Not least of which, Vern Lundquist and Terry Bradshaw doing an NFL game for CBS. But uh, Steve, how do you uh, how do you see that one shaping up this weekend, and then uh, the Saturday nighter? Well, I have to say, I mean, Joe and I have been on the Philadelphia bandwagon
1: and the Nick Foles bandwagon since last year, and I'm kind of seeing a similar thing this year. I mean, it is just incredible. So, in my opinion, Philadelphia, I love them with the points, but I think they could win outright. Now, that is not the common understanding. On Inside the NFL, all four of those guys, you know, Boomer size and Phil sims everybody else is on that show, They all picked the Bears to win the game. John Fox on ESPN said, oh, Nick Foles is in for a stiff test against this Bears defense, and I want to, you know, yell at the TV, John, how about that Minnesota Vikings defense last year in the NFC Championship game? Were they the best defense in football or the second best? Now, that Viking defense is not this Bears defense. I totally get it, but there are two things that I think the reason not only that philadelphia can win i think even if the bears win i think either one of these teams can go to the super bowl this is like the most incredible matchup to me in a wild card game that i can remember it's just incredible it's the old if the eagles got in you didn't want to play them if the steelers got in you didn't want to play them and the eagles got in and the steelers didn't get in so i think philly can win this game outright um just because we saw what Nick Foles did last year, how is it any different? And I'll tell you how it's different. They got Darren Sproles this year. They did not have Darren Sproles this year. And amazingly in the playoffs, and well, for pretty much all season. But amazingly to me, this guy looks like he's 25. I don't think he does it as frequently. I don't think he's in there for a ton of plays, which he shouldn't be. But you get him out in the open field. He's had some incredible runs in the open field beating guys touchdowns. touchdowns. I think he's a big factor here, but I think the biggest factor of all is not the Bears' defense, it's not Nick Falls. I think the biggest one is experience. Now, the Eagles obviously are not only loaded with playoff experience, they're loaded with Super Bowl winning experience, and I just don't see it. This is Trubisky's first real big game. And, yes, he's improved. Yes, his ratings are high. Yes, he's playing with a great defense, which always makes you better, um, but I think he's the key, and I think that uh, the Eagles have a very good defense. I'll be yelling at the TV, as Joe knows I always do, Blitz, Jim Schwartz, blitz!
2: <laughs> and he might,
1: even, he might even want to do it with a young quarterback who really has not played in a game of this um magnitude. Having said that, here's Boomer and the expert who says oh, Nick Foles isn't 100% and he'll take a few hits from Khalil Mack. This could be a blowout. And I'm like Boomer, did you remember last year? Did you watch? Did you see the playoffs? Did you see the Super Bowl? Did you see the hit? Nick Foles took one of the nastiest hits, not even when he hurt his ribs, but he took that incredibly nasty, straight, helmet, crown Jadavian Clooney into his chest as he threw an impossible completion over the middle, missed a play because he had to, and then came back and led them down the field to score the winning field goal that frankly got them into the playoffs, It was part of it, against the Texans. He's a guy who went to Los Angeles and beat the Rams. I thought there was no way they could do that. So my point on that being, if they do go forward and eventually finish the Rams, I mean, they've already beaten the Rams in Los Angeles. So... I think the Eagles have a big shot to not only win this. Uh, my initial pick before the season, as Joe Stazak knows, is New England, Philadelphia, repeat Super Bowl. Now, it doesn't look like that's going to happen now, but I'm not backing off of that because I really do think the Eagles, if they win this game, I think they can beat anybody because whatever it is that Nick Foles does, it's uh, Joe Stazak said it for the last two years, even before Never Nervous Nikki. This guy is Joe Cool, and for some reason, I don't know the reason, they just seem to respond and play better when he's behind center rather than Carson Wentz for whatever reason. Carson Wentz must be going, oh, my goodness, what what is this? Is it me? Is it him? What is it? But um, we can talk about that some other time, Joe. But I think uh, I'm with Joe. I like... Uh, Certainly, big Philly with the points, and I think they can win outright. And as to the other game, you know, I haven't been sold on Dallas all year. I haven't been sold on the uh, NFC East. I thought it was a fake division. Now somehow the Eagles get in, and I'm, like, picking them to go to the Super Bowl, probably. <laughs> but why? Because they, they've they already done it. These guys have all done it. They played in big spots. They beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which was a borderline miracle. I I, I picked Philly because I was on the Philly band, I like, can Joe and the Nick Foles bandwagon so but I think Seattle Russell Wilson's a wild card I'm not sold on Dak Prescott. you know here's a stat you might hear in the next uh few days oh the Cowboys are 6-1 and one when Elliott rushes for more than 100 yards well Elliott rushed for 127 yards in week three against Seattle and guess what that's the one that's what they lost they lost 24-13 um in Seattle now, so I understand it's a different thing. But all these guys who are going, oh, they're playing in Dallas and they're tough at home. Oh, Elliott rushes for 100 yards. They hardly ever lose. I don't really put much into all that now. as not point it out. Their rush defense, Seattle's rush defense, is pretty bad. The only thing I can answer with that is K.J. Wright has missed most of the year, and he came back week 16. He's healthier now. And I think with him on the defense, uh, on the field with that defense, I think that makes them a much better defense. Is it going to make them shut down the run? No, but it makes them better. And the other thing, which I said with Joe on the Fnatic in Philly a couple weeks ago, if you haven't seen this guy, Carson, Chris Carson for Seattle Run, you talk about a hard runner, this guy is a hard runner. And as I think Joe pointed out, Seattle leads the league rushing for 160 yards per game. And you just don't know what Russell Wilson, the most... Sliding, smart, unbelievably gets out of things. Other guys get out of things, but Russell Wilson—he doesn't really take a lot of hits, and he turns something into no, uh, nothing into something more than anybody I've seen. Uh, and also, I didn't know this until recently; hasn't missed a game in his entire NFL career. There's a reason for that.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, we're going to take it from here. We're going to narrow it down uh, to the uh, the Super Bowl matchup. I'll stay with you uh, here. Stephen, looking at this with the AFC, uh, I've got of course uh, Baltimore making it to the next round, so uh, I've I've got them uh, actually going into New England. They've been a team over the years. Again, they and New England have played each other pretty evenly in the playoffs. With New England's present set of difficulties uh, that they've had this year, I think Baltimore with their defense might be the team able to take advantage of it. Uh, Conversely, I will take the Chiefs over the Colts uh, in a renewal of a, a playoff game from a couple of years ago that was pretty thrilling. And then I'll say uh, the Chiefs over the Ravens in a real battle of opposites, shall we say, in the AFC Championship game. On the NFC side, I'd have the Bears going to the L.A. Coliseum, and uh, again, I think home field will be determinative as it was last time. This won't be the Rams traveling cross-country to play in the bitter cold of Soldier Field at night. Uh, It'll be their home stadium and uh, I think uh, more akin to the type of track meet that they would like to impose on the Bears, and and I think that they would get over in that situation. Saints hosting uh, the Seahawks. Again, it would be uh, a real stiff test for uh, this Saints juggernaut to have to face a defense like that, but I've got the Saints uh, going over them and then uh, hosting the Rams. Uh, A battle of uh, maybe the second most thrilling shootout of the season, uh, which again, right around the part of the year when uh, we had the uh, the Rams Chiefs game as well, but uh, I will take the Saints to thwart uh, a uh, a rematch in the Super Bowl of Rams Chiefs. I've got the Saints coming out of uh, the NFC, Kansas City, the AFC, so going with the chalk there in uh, in what we might call perhaps the uh, the Hank Stram Super Bowl, Steve.
1: <laughs> well. Um, You know, I like the way Joe picked Houston, even though he likes Indianapolis, because he picked Houston to make the Super Bowl before the uh, season started. I'm hoping Houston beats Indianapolis on picking Indianapolis, because that's how the Patriots get into the AFC Championship, where they've already beaten Kansas City. Right. So I'm going to stick. I agree with you totally, Rick, that the Ravens give New England incredible problems, even in New England, where that Ray Rice playoff game where he ran like 65 yards on the first play. My son went to the game, my wayward son Patriots fan went to the game with his uncle, who lives up there, and he said before we sat down it was 7 nothing, and it only got worse from there. So the Ravens do have a history of going there. As we know, defense travels. So it's interesting because if I'm Kansas City, I would much rather play Houston, who's the three-steed, rather than play Baltimore or the Chargers or Indianapolis. Again, I'll say even though Houston is number one in those four non-by teams, I think they should be last. So I hope Joe's right, even though I'm picking the Colts, because I think that gets New England to the... AFC Championship where they can beat Kansas City. So just as Joe's sticking with Houston, I'm sticking with New England. Do I think they're the best team in football? No. Do I think this is, and I'm putting this in quote, a down year for the Patriots? I say yes. The Miami Miracle, the Steelers, they're not as athletic as most teams. They've lost Josh Gordon who could stretch the field. They have lots and lots of issues. But as my son would say, in Bill and Brady, we trust. So I think they have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. I'm picking a little, again, my preseason picks in the AFC. And frankly, I'm going to go same thing in the NFC, but I will say this. I think the Eagles can beat the Bears. They've already beaten the Rams in Los Angeles. I think both the Bears and the Eagles can beat New Orleans. But I think the winner, if the Bears beat Philly, I'll be on with Joe next week, going. (laughs) Well, my Philly, my Philly pick won, so now I'm picking the Bears to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of like—I know it's weird—but I like New England to beat KC. They already have. Although it wasn't New England, I'm pretty sure that 43 to 40 shootout. Yeah. But um, in the NFC, I like Philly to beat. I think because they're the sixth, they'll have to play New Orleans first if they win. So I pick um, Philly to beat the Rams in the, in the NFC Championship, which again, oh, by the way, they already did it. And before that game, much as I respect what the Eagles have done, I said on Philly radio, with, or at least on the podcast with Joe, I don't think they can beat the Rams, but I think they can keep it close. And lo and behold, here comes Nick Foles again. I don't think people quite understand to take that Eagles team, which Joe has followed closely all year and I followed pretty much all year, for them to go to Los Angeles and beat the Rams and come back to Houston and come back home and beat the Texans in a game the Texans needed to get a bye in back-to-back weeks with Nick Foles. It's almost you know if you could have gone to Vegas, I bet you could have got twenty to one to you know win those two games Probably. in a row. Yeah. So I'm still going with my picks like Joe with Houston. I'm going New England and Philly in the Super Bowl. But I'll say now, if Chicago beats Philly, and of course they, you know, all the experts think it's like a done deal. Uh, I think Bears can get to the Super Bowl as well. And Joe and my favorite guy, Louis Britdick, he said before the Bears Viking games. Bears will not lose a game the rest of the year. They're going to win the Super Bowl. So that plays in my mind because I think he's the best. Of all these experts, and I'm putting that in quotes, he really is the expert. But again, I don't think the Eagles, they quite understand what the Eagles did last year. This might be deja vu all over again for them. And I think they can do it, plus Darren Sproles, who they did not have last year. Now, we also, Joe and I, love the guy. I think they missed him tremendously this year. And I still think they miss him. But that's the way I see it going. Philly to the – Philly in New England, and if somehow the Bears – not somehow, the Bears are favored. If somehow the Bears win that game, then I think the Bears can go
2: to the Super Bowl
0: as well. Well, I'll tell you what, as far as things go with this weekend and depending on the outcomes – I'm going to say this. I'm going to put in a plug for one of our FDH Lounge dignitaries, Chris Galloway, who has a chance to look like the smartest man in America if the Chargers come out of this weekend. His preseason pick, one that not many were making, was Chargers over Saints in the Super Bowl, and he's got a real look at it if they can get past uh, Baltimore. At least getting that matchup, anyways. So I know. No, you're
2: right. You're right because to me,
0: that's the toughest for the Chargers. That's the toughest matchup. It, it probably is. It, they,
2: I'm
1: you not, don't want to play Baltimore. Chargers get screwed a little because, you know, they're in with the Chiefs and they have to travel to Baltimore, which is tough. But I I agree. I mean, I think Chris is right. The Chargers, have, they can do it. But, um, again, to me, Baltimore really handled them well two weeks ago out in the West Coast. So yeah. I think uh, they're going to handle them again in Baltimore.
0: It's, it's a lot to ask uh, asking them to turn back around on this uh, schedule here. Uh, Joe, how do you see it with uh, the teams coming out of both conferences?
2: Well, in the AFC, um, I like the top two teams, to be honest with you. I like KC. I like what they've done. They have home field throughout. Um, the problem with them is not their quarterback, obviously. It's a good touchdown. But it's their second yard for game of 318. They have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. They've got Kareem Hunt. Uh, without him, they're still, they're still, um, still putting up points. Yeah, five point three points per game. The Jets a lot of points, but they do give up a lot of points. Thirty-first against the pass is a yards per game. They're not much better against the run. I think they're twenty-six in the league. Um, they, you know, they, they give up some points. And as good as Patrick Mahomes has been in his three biggest games this year, they lost to New England, they lost to the Chargers, they lost to the Rams. So in the three biggest games, he's come up. I won't say more talkers. Did some good things. He threw 10 touchdown passes, but he also had 12 turnovers in this three I think he's young to take this team the whole way. However, having said all that, because I like New England, uh, despite losing you know, a ridiculous game to Miami a few weeks ago, and I, I told Steve that they're uh, the reason they're not uh, at home uh, throughout the playoffs is because Cal State's not a good safe. Uh, that play changes. That play changes. And uh, the Patriots have home field throughout. I do think they could have problems on the road in KC. Um, despite everything and Jeff court not being there, they're still um, fourth in the league in scoring at 27.2 points per game, and that's with uh, Julian animal coming back off an injury. But now still was hurt. They do have a very good running game, in Sony Michelle seems like whoever is going to be successful in their running game. yeah Lewis last year, he's white before, um, but I mean, they were a little spotty this year, for my liking, to go all the way, I mean, they did beat some good teams, they beat the Texans in week one, they beat the Chiefs in week six, they beat the Bears in Chicago in week seven, but they lost some weird games, they lost to Detroit early in the year in week three, 26-10, and got blown out, they lost at Tennessee 34-10, to 10. they lost to Miracle in Miami, and they lost to the Steelers, didn't look like Tom Brady in that game. Having said that, you know, people write them off. I watch all these shows with these quotes, experts like Steve calls them, and they have a hiccup, and all of a sudden all the questions are, is this one of the dynasty? is Belichick done? is Brady getting too old? We have one bad game against Pittsburgh. They won 12 games this year. And you know, he has no stars around him. They lost the left tackle. Uh, you know, they, they lost Seattle. Lewis. The coming back off an injury. Malcolm, Malcolm Butler. Our guy, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler. Butler's not there anymore, right? Not even very much the Super Bowl. Uh, they still won 12 games. So I think they hurt themselves. Obviously, they hurt themselves by losing time here before Miami because I think it's different than Robert Beat and the Chiefs in the room. But I think this is the Chiefs' year, at least to get to the Super Bowl. Now, having said that, they have Andy Reid at the helm, so that a pretty good competition. Um, and, uh, has a dubious distinction of blowing the two of the biggest playoff leads in the history of the game from eight parts of the Colts a few years ago. 18 points last year to a very mediocre Tennessee team. So I think he comes up small in big games. I do like their offense. I don't like their defense, but I think they can get to the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to play the Saints. You know, nothing crossed down. You know, I think they've been the best team all year. You know, they're uh, 13 uh, 2 in meaningful games, and 13 1 if you throw out the Tampa game in the year where they lost 48 40. Although you can't factor it out, you have to, you have to consider all things uh, being equal. I like Michael Thomas. Alba Kamara, believe it or not, I don't a great running the ball. 22nd in the league. But uh, I like their scoring offense 31 points a game. Again, they were 13-2 in meaningful games this year. They can eke out a game like you saw with the Carolina Panthers the other day, 12-9. They can play that kind of football. They can also blow you out 31-28 to over the Steelers. Uh, I love Drew Brees, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Michael Thomas is a tremendous receiver. Their defense is playing very well. You know, Dallas, up down, you're not going to win every game. Dallas shut them down. Since the forty eight seven win over the Eagles, they haven't quite been the same since they were for the first eleven weeks, but I still watch them to go all the way. I think they're gonna beat the Bears because I think if the Bears get by the Eagles, they're gonna get by the Rams. I don't like the Rams anymore. I'm off their bandwagon. I know they have Todd Gurley, and they average thirty three points a game. Um and they uh they average thirty three points in the first five games. They did lose to the Saints this year, they go I think they the Eagles. I think they get up too many points. And Jared Topkin looks very ordinary against the very good defense. I do like what the Bears are doing. I think if they get by the Eagles, I think they're going to play the Saints and the Nets titled in. I think the Saints in the Super Bowl will just be a little too much for a rookie quarterback like Mitch Kravitzky.
0: Okay, very interesting. Uh and, and looking at it here, uh let's go round and let's get our picks uh subsequently here. So I've already said Chiefs and Saints in the Super Bowl. I think it'll be a very good one. I think it'll be uh, very, very competitive. Sometimes you can look at it, and the obvious edge is the obvious edge, I guess, and that would be uh, the Saints actually uh, have a defense, unlike uh, the Chiefs where, uh, let's just be kind and say sporadic at best. So I will say (laughs) Saints over Chiefs uh, in the Super Bowl. I seem to be the only guy who's really chalk-inclined when we're getting late in the playoffs here. So I'll start with you, Joe. Super Bowl pick.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, right? I like the Saints and I like them over the Chiefs. Something like 20, uh, 31 to twenty-three. Again, uh, sharp and meaningful games. They can play a uh, slugfest defense, slugfest like you saw against Carolina, twelve to nine. They can throw They can score a lot of points. Thirty-one to twenty-eight over the Steelers, including a late comeback drive. I just think Casey gives up too many points for my liking. You know, just give up too many points. And uh, despite Patrick Mahomes, I think he's tremendous. 50 TDs this year as basically a rookie. Played one game last year. Um, I like what he's done. Although he's come up, again I won't say small, but he hasn't come up big enough to win big games. They lost to the Chargers at home. They lost to the Rams in a shootout. Um, they've lost to New England in New England, a close game, 43 or 40. Uh, I just think they give up too many points. Last year's game was a little bit of an anomaly as the Eagles gave up 505 yards to uh, Tom Brady and over 600 yards. You know, at 33 points, he still won the game because of Nick Foles. I think if the Eagles get by the Bears, I think the Eagles will be playing the Saints in the title game. I still think the Saints are going to be better. If uh, we'll the Eagles, we in the year 48 48-7. I don't think you'll see anything like that if they play again. But it's tough to win in the Super Bowl. I've uh, got a neutral site this year in Atlanta, again, at Dome Stadium. Uh, I just think the Saints, they have defense, and they have a tremendous offense when that thing is clicking in the high gear. I like them 31-23 over the Chiefs in Super Bowl 53.
0: Okay, so you're going to stay with me on the, uh, the chalk then, okay? I, yes, know, I know, Steve, you are going to deviate on that.
1: Well, I can't, I can't. I'm going down with the ship. You know, I got on the ship before the season, and I said a uh, repeat from last year. Uh, I do think if it's New England and Philly in the Super Bowl, and I saw that um, if you knew this day, Zach, I saw that the Eagles have a three percent chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Which yeah, fine. I if I can go somewhere and get thirty-three to one on that, just you know, sign me up. I don't know how that stuff works, but they have all these computers now that tell you the percentage. And of course, the two by teams, you know, combined for like seventy-five or eighty percent combined to get there. But I'm gonna stick with what I think New England and the Eagles. Today, I'm going to pick, right now, I'm going to pick New England to turn the tables on the Eagles. Um, I picked the Eagles last year. Joe and I picked them all every week with the points every week in the playoffs, and I still think that Clement catch last year was not a catch under the old rule. It is a catch under the new rule. I see Gene Starator as the expert official on all the time, and he's been inside the NFL, and I saw him explain last year that how uh, Clement did bubble the ball, but you can bobble the ball and keep possession. And my understanding of the rule is that has never been the rule. And I remember Boomer Esiason saying after the fact, I think they changed the catch rule for the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. the catch that Clement made all year, all year, there was no way it was a catch. We saw 30 juggled balls. Now the Patriots, you know, the famous Steeler one, Jesse James on the ground, The one against the uh, the goal line, the one, uh, the Jets' tight end, I forget his name, going by Pylon, those guys, those weren't catches. So they were both juggle jobs, (laughs) for lack of a better word. So I think the, uh, uh, the New England Patriots will be able to turn the tables. On Philadelphia, and while I thought it was going to be a defensive battle last time, stupid me, 41-33 Eagles, Uh, I think I'm going to go 35-24 New England this year. And if they do win this, this could be Belichick's most amazing coaching because his team, as many have pointed out, is simply not as good as his teams in the past and it's simply not as good as a bunch of teams in this tournament. But again, I got on the ship early, so I'm going down with the ship if it goes down.
0: Well, and here's the funny thing. I don't have the option of doing that because my preseason Super Bowl pick was Minnesota over New England. So uh, I have no incentive to uh, stay on uh, something that is a losing bet already. And uh, New England to me, yeah, I'm going Mind sinking slower, is that yeah. what you said? Right? Uh, more or less, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I'm, I'm going to renounce New England. I could still pick them to go out of the AFC, but I'm going to toss that option back in there. The, uh, the last thing I'll leave you guys with is this. The Super Bowl is in Atlanta this year. Uh, when I was down there for the holidays, I saw signs. They got a countdown clock at the airport. Uh, it's a very uh, you know nice civic thing down there. But as they say, those who learn from history, who do not learn from history, are doomed to repeat it. I know he works for ESPN. But please, for the safety of the general population, can we keep Ray Lewis at home this time, okay? I'd like to to keep it safe for everybody. Everybody walks away alive at the end of the week. That would be good. I think we can all agree on that. So, gentlemen, a true pleasure, as always, to have you on. Uh, Joe Stazek, uh, thank you, my man, very much, as always. Hey, Rick,
2: Rick, can I just say one thing real quick? Go right, go for it, my friend. I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. I did take the Texas to go all the way, but I have to be serious about my picks right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fail in the Texas, even if <laughs> I pick can go all the way. And that's why I went with Casey in the same. So, just, just, just let everyone know out there, anyone who's just new, I'm not a total hypocrite. But uh, if we're gonna get serious picks here, yeah. I gave you mine, and I think the Texans have just killed my last Steve that they're not
0: a Super contender. Joe, you're you're doing the right thing because here's the thing: had Minnesota and they, there's no way they should have choked it away last weekend. Had they gotten in? I wouldn't pick them to make it to the Super Bowl. I'd, I'd cut bait on that one even if they'd made it in because they, they, had, they had the stench of a loser. So I hear you, that. You are doing the right thing. Uh, I am so grateful to have you on, as always. As with you, my man Steve Callis, thank you so much for being here, buddy.
1: Yeah, fantastic to be with you two guys. I love doing this stuff with both of you. It's like my favorite stuff to do all year.
0: This is... uh, I'm I'm with
2: you on that team. It's always a pleasure. Rick, always a pleasure, and always a pleasure to have you guys on my show as well.
0: I really appreciate uh, that, and I appreciate uh, talking with you guys here, there, wherever the case it may be. And, uh, of course, it is the listeners that are always the winner in such a scenario like this. I really appreciate having you guys on. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our NFL Playoff Preview mini-episode number 1083.